Welcome to the ultimate college football podcast, providing national coverage of America's greatest sport. Look for new episodes every Sunday and Thursday through the college football season. Remember to subscribe and review or rate the show wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to contact the show, please reach us by email at ultimatecfbpod at gmail.com or by Twitter at cfb underscore ultimate. There is some major news in the college football world that requires our attention. It has been reported today that USC and UCLA will be leaving the Pac-12 conference to join the Big Ten by the 2024 college football season. And this has to be one of the more kind of shocking developments, if you will, in conference realignment. And it really is kind of a fatal blow to the regional nature of conferences. Uh, Going back to previous rounds of conference realignment, uh, the regional nature of conferences certainly has been challenged. You have uh, conferences like the ACC that stretch across the eastern seaboard. Uh, The SEC stretches from Oklahoma and Texas now all the way to the East Coast and even the Big Ten, which has remained really a Midwestern conference. They have expanded into the East going back to the early 90s with Penn State, but then uh, into the East Coast as well with Maryland and Rutgers. But now with the addition of two flagship Pac-12 members. These are two members that have been with the conference since its inception. They are teams in the state of California on the Pacific Coast. They are anything but Midwestern, obviously. And now we have, for really the first time in college football, a conference that stretches from the Pacific to the Atlantic Coast. We have USC and UCLA will be in the same conference as Rutgers from New Jersey and Maryland. This is really a major moment, I think, when you look at the history of the sport and something that is going to continue to change the makeup of conferences after Oklahoma and Texas elected to go to the SEC a year ago. There has been movement, but a lot of that movement has been contained to the group of five. The Big 12, of course, added uh, four teams to get their membership back up to 12. And the fallout from that has caused a lot of movement in the group of five. The AAC went to the Conference USA to expand. The Sun Belt decided it was an opportunity to expand, and they also went to the Conference USA. The Conference USA was able to survive by picking up some FCS members as well as a couple uh, current independents at the FBS ranks. Now we're seeing movement at the Power 5 level. But if you follow the financial aspect to this, it shouldn't be super shocking. The SEC just inked a major deal with Disney, which is uh, ESPN ABC, and with adding Oklahoma and Texas. The SEC is going to be one of the richest conferences in college football. The Big Ten, on the other hand, even though they don't have the same level of competition as the SEC, they are going to be right there with the SEC when their new contract is finalized. That is going to happen in the near future when exactly we were thinking the summer, but maybe that will be pushed back with USC and UCLA coming 
And who knows, maybe there'll be future changes as well. Uh, before this move was announced, the Big Ten was going to be right up there with the SEC from a revenue perspective. And this is only going to help them, which is really, and this has already been the case for those following the new television contracts, which are coming up for all of the Power Five conferences, with the exception of the ACC. The Big Ten and SEC have reached a point where with these new contracts they are going to be really in a different stratosphere from the other power five conferences it was projected that by the end of the decade the big 10 and sec would be making double per school than the acc pac 12 and big 12 schools that of course is going to have a lot of trickle down effect the schools in the big 10 and sec even the smaller powers they're going to have a lot more money which is going to allow them to make and build better facilities and they're going to have more money to hire head coaches a higher salary pool for the assistants and it's going to cause the big 10 and sec schools to really compete at a higher level than these other conferences not that teams in the pac-12 acc or big 12 could continue to field very competitive teams and have teams that are better than some teams in the big 10 and sec but they're just going to be at a tremendous disadvantage financially uh, from a resource perspective they're going to have a hard time uh, keeping coaches and in the continual arms race that is facilities those schools are going to fall farther and farther behind so it isn't a surprise that some of the major players in the pac-12 the acc and the big 12 would want out and into one of these two conferences now, there are only so many schools that carry the cachet to be able to pull this off. If you look at the current Big 12 conference, once Oklahoma and Texas leave, it's filled with a lot of really quality schools, but none of them have the brand or the uh, appeal from a network perspective to probably uh, warrant a invite to either the Big 10 or the SEC. So while all of these Power 5 schools would jump at an opportunity to enter the Big Ten and the SEC, there are only so many schools that can pull this off. USC and UCLA happen to be two of them. It will be interesting to see uh, if there's any other movement. Oregon is a team that really comes to mind. They've been, even though they're not a historical power in college football, they've really established themselves as a 21st century power. Uh, they have a great brand. They, of course, uh, have Phil Knight in their corner, and they have fielded some really tremendous football teams in the 21st century. One would think that Oregon is a team that's going to be able to find a place in this upper echelon of college football it's interesting that oregon for the time being is not a part of this move but it does really call into question kind of the long-term uh picture of college football the whole idea of a super league that was of course floated around in professional soccer in europe where uh, there was an idea for the major uh, professional brands to break away and create their own league that ended up being tabled but that model has really become kind of a idea in college football that we are gradually moving towards uh, will it actually be a official breakaway from the rest of college football that's impossible to determine at this point in time but at least from a de facto level, the Big Ten and SEC are really separating themselves. And I think we're going to see 
more movement in the future. Of course, the Pac-12 is going to uh, do something. Who exactly they invite, uh, that's really hard to say. Is there going to be maybe a merger with the Big 12? Who really knows? But uh, in all these Pac-12 teams that can get out will. I think Oregon is the only sure team that you can feel pretty confident will be able to escape. Washington's maybe another team that comes to mind. Even though their uh, performance in the 21st century has been mixed, they do have a pretty solid football tradition, and I could see them being kind of partnered with Oregon to kind of Pacific Northwest teams moving together, kind of like what you saw with USC and UCLA. Maybe they will find their way into the Big Ten as well. But uh, this is really a transformative move, kind of like the Oklahoma and Texas move, except the regional aspect does make this a little different. And it's just going to continue to put pressure on some of these left-behind schools. In all honesty, most of them really can't do anything to realistically better their situation. I think Oregon is the only kind of realistic team, and potentially Washington as well. But unfortunately, Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, Stanford, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State it's probably unlikely they're going to uh, be able to find themselves in this upper tier of college football. And another thing to really keep an eye on is the ACC. The ACC has a lot of stability because they signed a long-term contract with Disney going into the 2030s. But they sacrifice stability for a lot of money while these other contracts for the other conferences are coming up in the immediate future. The ACC is stuck in a deal that is causing them to fall further and further behind their Power 5 peers. I would really keep an eye on Clemson, Florida State, Miami. Those are two really major brands in college football that have either really good tradition or have been very good recently in Clemson's case. All of them certainly uh, would belong in this upper tier, and I imagine they're going to do everything they can to try to leave the ACC and get into one of these conferences. Something that makes things a little tricky for the ACC is their grant of rights agreement. At this point in time, it has not been legally tested, but it has kept the ACC stable at 14 teams. As the contracts are currently written, any team that were to leave the ACC before their television rights are up in the mid-2030s would lose their television money or any television money that they make would still go to the ACC even if they were to leave the conference. So uh, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, they are really in a bind here. And uh, is there a way for them to get out of this? If not, they're going to be stuck in a conference that is being lapped by the Big Ten and SEC financially. And that's going to very possibly have some trickle-down effects on their competitiveness moving into the future. If you are one of these teams that is, for the time being, be left behind, there is some solace in the fact that your road is going to be a little bit easier, which winning, that of course is ultimately what you're striving for in college football. And if you are able to win at a consistent level, that is going to uh, really inspire the fan base. You're going to improve financially as far as boosters and donors contributing to the program. And that could make you a candidate to get an invite later down the road. 
uh, you would kind of look at some of the teams that have made the jump from the group of five to power five as a model for this. You can look at, uh, you know, recently Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, or before that, TCU and Utah. Once a expanded playoff bracket is formally announced, as long as these other conferences have a seat at the table, which at this point in time, I would think they would, but, um, you know, if the Big Ten and SEC decide to stage their own type of uh, bracket, that would change things. But as long as these other conferences are involved, they're still going to have an opportunity to compete for the national championship. Be pretty unlikely any of these teams would be able to actually win the national championship outside of some of those ACC schools that we mentioned and maybe an Oregon, but they'd still have the opportunity to make it to the playoff, which a lot of those teams haven't made the playoff at this point in time. So there's going to be a lot of dissatisfaction in the short term, but you know, hope isn't lost or at least hope isn't uh, officially lost yet. There are some themes to point to uh, that does give you some optimism, but overall, it is hard to overstate how much this transforms the sport. It will be interesting if this prompts Notre Dame to maybe join a conference at this point in time. I wouldn't uh, envision that, and they also face kind of an interesting predicament if they wanted to join, say, the Big Ten or the SEC. They are a member of the ACC and other sports, and there is a contract in place that if Notre Dame were to join a conference in football, it would be the ACC. So even though they're football independent, uh, that is something that they would need to work through. There's not going to be any appetite on Notre Dame's part to join the ACC, I don't think, if they ever were to ditch independence. And they still may never uh, leave their independent status. That is something that's really firmly ingrained in their history. But if there was anything that would make Notre Dame consider a move to a conference, it would be something like this. Notre Dame uh, is financially not going to be able to bring in the same level of revenue as teams in the SEC and the Big Ten. Another thing to kind of consider, uh, this is going to put the Big Ten and the SEC both at 16 teams. It's kind of been generally perceived that that's kind of a cap for a conference. If you go back to the previous round of realignment, there was the idea that we would have four 16-team super conferences uh, it's more likely now, well, I think you can say with certainty, we're not going to have four super conferences. And if there is any type of a super conference, uh, it's going to be just two super conferences. And that's kind of what we have now. I do wonder, is 16 teams the max? And if not, how big could the Big Ten and the SEC end up becoming? And we don't really know that at this point in time, but... Uh, certainly to keep an eye on, you would look at Oregon, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, you know, maybe a Washington. Uh, outside of that, I'm not sure there's anyone that has a real realistic chance of getting an invite, except, of course, Notre Dame. But this is really a transformational move in college football. I don't know if this is going to lead to uh, official breakaway from the NCAA or the Big Ten and SAC just kind of forming their own entity, but it certainly could be, and it certainly would be a step in that direction if that ends up happening. 
This is going to create a lot of movement at the lower levels to the leftovers from the Power Five that aren't in the Big Ten and Pac-12. Do they kind of remain above the other group of five conferences, or do they kind of become a de facto group of five conference? There are really a lot of unknowns, and the ripple effect from this is not going to be determined anytime soon. But really an interesting storyline to keep an eye on. Something else to look at for just the immediate future is... I would say Oregon is probably the first team that is likely to exit the Pac-12 into, I guess, the Big Ten. I think that would probably be more likely than the SEC, since USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. That's because Oregon, I think, is the only team that definitely has enough cachet to make this move and be accepted outside of that. It'll be interesting to see what the Pac-12's next move is. I don't think there's really an obvious uh, addition, I guess, Boise State, but, you know, it's pretty slim pickings when you're looking for a group of five teams to add and the Pac-12, because they are a Western Conference, is kind of limited in who they could potentially invite, even though regionalism in conferences is kind of dead. A lot of schools are going to only make that move if they're going to something that is significantly better, like the Big Ten or the SEC. So I don't think the Pac-12 can realistically take teams outside of the Western half of college football. And I do think that a some type of a Big 12, Pac-12 type merger could be interesting, or at least something to keep an eye on. That would be a really big conference, but maybe we do reach the day where we get to 20 teams in some of these conferences. Now a Big 12, Pac-12 merger would not put them on the same level as the Big 10 or the SEC, but it would be a move to help stabilize things for the short term and it still would make them a reputable conference even though they would definitely be behind the Big Ten and the SEC. I have heard some people state that they believe the Big Ten and SEC could both eventually get up to 20 teams apiece. That has not been announced at this point in time. That's just speculation. But uh, the dominoes likely are going to continue to fall. And some of those major brands in college football that aren't yet in the Big Ten or the SEC uh, very likely will be headed there at some point in time. If we don't see some type of Pac-12, Big 12 merger, it could be intriguing to see if one of the conferences tries to pick off from the other. Does the Big 12 try to poach from the Pac-12? Does the Pac-12 believe that they can take some teams from the Big 12? I'm not sure if teams from either conference would necessarily be interested in jumping to the other due to the state of those conferences and the diminished status that they're going to have going into the future. That's why I do think maybe some type of merger could be in play, but that's just me speculating. Will be interesting to follow, certainly another major storyline in a sport that has seen a lot of change between NIL and changes to the transfer rule. And of course, realignment that continues to rear its head. Lots of change, lots of change is going to continue. And we will certainly keep an eye on it. And with any developments, we will 
uh, respond to it in the Ultimate College Football Podcast. Earlier today, we released our SEC East preview, and this Sunday, we're going to be moving on to the Big Ten. We've already recorded our Big Ten episodes, and that was before the USC and UCLA move was announced. So those uh, previews are just going to be focused on the 2022 season. They will not be addressing conference realignment, but they will be a breakdown of each of the 14 teams in the conference heading into the fall season. We're going to have three episodes. The episode on Sunday is going to be breaking down and highlighting some of the biggest games for the Big Ten. And then next Thursday, we're going to have our Big Ten West preview followed by, on the following Sunday, a Big Ten East preview. So thank you for listening. Keep looking for episodes every Thursday and Sunday through the college football season.